listening to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke, an all-access pass to Fairfield University Lacrosse. And welcome back to another episode of Inside Fairfield Lacrosse. I'm J.J. Duke, uh, part of your day or evening here with us as we've uh, had an opportunity to talk with both Andy Copeland and Laura Field about their outlook on the men's and women's season, respectively. But now it's the time to listen to the student athletes, the leadership pod, a pod special, if you will. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to uh, talk with some of the players on both the men's and the women's side. Kind of, you know, dig a little bit deeper into the team and just kind of, you know, figure out what runs the ship on both sides. And we're going to start off here with the men's team. We'll give you a little bit of an introduction who we're chatting with. Uh, one is a veteran of 24 games and just an absolute standout in the defensive midfield. And the other had a breakout 2017 with uh, eight goals and four assists in 15 games. We welcome to the pot a pair of seniors, Kendall Cahey and Brendan Quinn. Guys, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to chat with us. Thanks Absolutely. for having yeah. us, JJ. So um, at this point in the preseason right now, um, how ready are you guys to get this going? Because I know it's been a long time since the last game you guys played. Yeah, definitely. Like you were talking about before, we're kind of one of the later teams to have our first game, so we're kind of chomping at the bit here to get everything going to get underway. Yeah, Sports Information Director Drew Kingsley told us before 60 teams in the Division One rankings play before you guys. So there's a lot of games that you can watch, but, Brennan, certainly it's one of those things a lot better to be playing as opposed to watching everybody else get it going. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think everyone's ready to start playing, but um, it's probably good that we have a few more weeks to get going before the rest of the teams do. A lot of stuff to clean up out there. But um, I think our mindset is we're ready to start playing now. So when we come off of last season, coming into this, you know, the fall season, what was what were some of the big things that you guys wanted to focus on and really get down to the attention of detail you know, right from the jump? I think just coming back, one of the overall things that we wanted to work on was uh, making sure that we would compete in every single game and remain competitive. Uh, the last couple, I'd say the last two or three years, at least since we've been here besides our freshman year, you know, haven't necessarily gone as the way that we thought, uh, with the way we thought they would. So coming back to this season, we wanted to maintain our overall level of focus and, and alertness and uh, ensure that, you know, we're, we're going to be able to turn this thing around and have the season that we, we know we can have because we know we have the talent and everything. You talk about that the last couple of years, but it's funny because you guys freshman year, you were at the other end of the pinnacle, top of the conference, four and one. Got to got a pretty deep run to in a postseason tournament. How desperate and how hungry are you guys to kind of get back to there? And was there any notice in the group coming into this fall season where you guys were like, "Wow, okay, everybody stepped it up a little bit. We need to get this going right from the beginning." Yeah, I think there was a lot of deep reflection with our whole senior class. It's uh, clearly we we're on the team freshman year, but now it's it's our team, and we definitely want to get back there and go past that. And I think everyone's a lot more positive than we've been in the past few years. And everyone's a lot hungrier and everyone wants to get back. Even the freshmen don't know what it's like yet, but they're they're itching for it. They want to get there, too. We'll talk about the freshmen in a moment. But with the senior class, I know in speaking with Coach Copeland you know, in previous episodes, he always talks about you know, the core principle values of growth and kind of sticking to the process. And this senior class right now, did you guys need to have like a little bit of a pep talk to yourself saying, okay, you know what, this is our time right now. We've seen three senior classes go. Uh, but as the leaders of this group, are, are you guys where you want to be at this point? Or are you still kind of growing into that role? 
I definitely think we're still growing. I mean, Brendan said it pretty well. I think as a senior class, we definitely had to do some reflection just looking back at because we're the ones who kind of had a taste of what it was like to get to the CAA championship and see what the leadership had to do to get us there, what the older guys had to do and what the, all the time they had to put in and the effort that they had to put in to get us there. And, you know, it just kind of came down to, you know, we know what it takes to get there. We got to get, get everybody around to uh, do what it takes to get there. And at the same time now you see, you know, the youngsters coming in, the freshmen, the sophomores who still have yet to experience either playing, you know, collegiate lacrosse with the freshmen or, you know, the sophomores coming off of a challenging first season uh, with the senior group. What have you guys kind of built down upon them to say, hey, you know, we either A, time to turn around or B, we're all going to be going now as the youngsters coming in, you guys have to kind of follow. Are you guys, you know, lead by example or are you guys talking with each other all the time? Um, I would say I'm more of a lead by example guy. I'm not like that vocal. I've been coming into my own more vocally, but more of a lead by example. And a lot of the young guys have, they get it. They, they do extra work all the time. They're, they're really pushing it, edging all the time. So it's good that they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say, um, Brendan's definitely a lead by example guy. He comes out every day and works really hard and you can see the passion and the energy kind of that he has and how bad he wants it. And then I'm kind of one of the more vocal guys who kind of says every, says what I feel needs to be said, or if some guys aren't, I feel like they're not working up to their absolute potential. I'm going to let them know about it and kind of get in, get in their rear a little bit about it. Now I'm curious for both of you guys and Ken, we'll start with you. Was there anybody on the you know previous senior classes or captains that you looked up to and say, Hey, you know what? I can kind of, work with what they did and emulate that with myself and bring my own little, you know, portion to it? Or, you know, did you just kind of grow into this on your own? Um, I've always been a vocal player. Like, you can kind of ask anybody on the team. I'm pretty intense when I'm out there and I'm vocal and I try and get in guys' heads and all that. But uh, in terms of the leadership of the past, I definitely go back to my freshman year and just seeing uh, particularly TJ Neubauer and Charlie Schneider, who were the two seniors that we had, who kind of led us to the CAA championship. And, um, you know, TJ was an extremely hard worker who was very much like Brendan in a way who he came in and just kind of put his nose to the grindstone. If you want to use that expression, he didn't really say much, but you could tell the passion was there and the energy was there. And then Charlie was one of the more vocal ones as well. So kind of seeing how they work together and how they used, uh, you know, like their dynamics to uh, get the team going. Yeah, I would definitely say the same. Um, I've always looked up to TJ and Charlie and like the work that they put in and like how bad they wanted it their senior year was like pretty inspiring to me and I'm at that point now where it's like wow I'm it's either do or die right now so well I appreciate you guys kind of going into that a little bit and now going into this season obviously in the build-up only a couple of weeks away from uh, the opening game um Coach Copeland mentioned a lot about, you know, there's been a lot of activities off the field as well as on the field. You guys have done a couple of, you know, kind of team bonding trips. Has this group felt, you know, more together than ever than you've been here before? I'd say absolutely, yeah. It's reminiscent of the brothership that we had um, freshman year. I think one of the things that we got away from maybe my last year and the year before was not being completely together on the team. You know, it's hard to get 45 personalities, 45 guys from different areas all meshing together there's obviously going to be some differences but I think the more charity events we do for instance or the more off-field team bonding that we do is just definitely going to help us all together and it totally has resulted in that. And Brennan is there any of the moments that have stood out to you the best thus far and kind of the build up to the season? Yeah we actually went on a retreat last week and it was awesome to see everyone like bring their walls down be vulnerable talk about everything and it really brought us together 
I mean, we're down there in the locker room every day playing rock band. Everyone's getting after it a little. But it's it's a really great group, group of guys, and uh, and everyone's really positive all the time. These practices have been, like, really high energy. Everyone wants to get after it, so happy about that so far rock band real are we yeah, going that wait. throwback oh absolutely that's yeah. amazing yeah wait all right so now we got to talk about this here so uh <laughs> so who's kind of the uh who's running the show down there Who, who's uh, uh i mean tyler wookty is unreal on yeah. the drums james corsonidi unreal on the guitar Stroud's pretty bad at the guitar he'll tell you otherwise though we got some singers too. Carlton's a pretty good singer, freshman yeah. defender. We actually have singers on the yeah. team. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm if a they Danny can, California. Singer. I don't know if they can sing. I got a hundred percent. They can day. hit the pitch notes. And okay, all that. that's fair. Get, that's get the fair. points. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we might have to get a camera crew down there yeah. at one point and see uh, sit behind the scenes Fairfield lac- men's lacrosse oh, rock band edition. It would be worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we uh, step aside, and guys, thanks again for uh, taking a few minutes to chat. One of you two was brought up here by special request. Now, it was brought to our attention in the first episode. Coach Copeland said that Brendan Quinn happens to be the uh, kind of the uh, the guy in the locker room to get things going, get everybody on their toes, keep it nice and loose. Kendall, is this true? I'd say absolutely, yeah. So what's his style? Uh, it's I've never <laughs> – Brendan Quinn is – Watch that mouth. He's a personality that's just like – it's insane to be around. He's so like I don't want to say like he's attractive in his, in his personality, but just the way he carries himself looking. is you, you're definitely like attracted to him, and the energy he gives is is so it's so um wow, what's the word beautiful not beautiful like it's contagious it, it, it's contagious vi- it's vibrant yeah. you you kind of feel absolutely it coming. okay yeah. all right so is this just like going to be a a burgeoning career for you, you know, comedian type thing, or you know, you just more nah. of a situational. I mean, scene. some I of the even. things he says during film, like coach, you'll have to stop the film because he's laughing, and we all just have a chuckle, like thirty seconds of just like, all right, all right, we got to reel it back in now because Brennan just broke the ice a little bit and kind of calmed everybody down. Maybe it was an intense film, but just little things like that that he does are just they're so good for the team. Love it, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for giving us a little bit of insight. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this group kind of blend into one and really show it on the field. So uh, best of luck this evening. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So we're going to step aside for a moment. When we come back, we'll chat with the Fairfield women's team. So stay tuned here on the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. All right. Thanks again for tuning in here to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. The leadership pod here is... We appreciate having a chance to chat with the men's team before, but now we turn our attention to the women's team and a pair of seniors who have come into the studio with us and to give them a proper introduction, if you will, uh, to my right, if you will, listening on to the right, uh, the leading goal scorer from last year, person who got a goal in the NCAA tournament game as well, had a number of hat tricks throughout. In fact, I couldn't even remember as we got through later in the season and quietly, subtly, if you will, the other on our left has broken the program. All-time career draw controls, single game draw controls, single season draw controls, subtly doing all that pretty much in the last two years. We welcome in Taylor Mitchell and Aaron Mamley. Ladies, thanks for coming in and joining us. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So now we're a little, well, less than a year removed from a pretty special day last May. MAC champions, how has the offseason gone for you guys in thinking about, you know, what was last year like? What are you trying to do and accomplish this season? So 
Taylor, we start with you. What you know? What has been the off season like for this Fairfield women's lacrosse team? I think it's definitely a different energy than I've experienced in the past, just coming off such a big win like that. So we've kind of been motivated by that and excited to get back out there for next season and see where we can go after last year. Aaron, does this group have like a little bit of that target on its back, if you will? Because obviously it's tough winning a conference, winning a conference tournament as well. But then knowing that, okay, so we come into the season, the defending champions, is that pride that's there or is it kind of cautiously looking over your shoulder? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, we definitely have a target on our backs after last season, but I don't think we let that pressure get to our heads or get to our play too much. We just kind of stick to what we do, um, grind every day, and hope that our success from last year will contary, like, carry over and continue into this season. At what point last year did you guys think to yourself, all right, you know what, this this might be the year. This is you know both seasons previously that you've been involved with the program, making runs into the tournament, but never have gotten as far as you did. At what point did you think, okay, this this year might be different? Um, I think game by game, we were, everything was unsure. I mean, the MAC competitively has increased the past few years, so each game we just kind of took it game by game, um, worked on what we needed to for the next competition, and I don't think I think we expected a lot out of ourselves, but I don't think at any point we ever gave up. We just kind of took it game by game and let the season continue as it did. We kind of turned back to uh, last April, the end of April, if you will. Kind of a new thing for you guys having to play a play or not a play-in game, but a quarterfinal game in the MAC tournament. But you had a chance to do it at home. This uh, facility, Rafferty Stadium, has never had a postseason home game on the women's side before. Taylor, what was that like for you, knowing that you had an opportunity to play a meaningful single elimination game in front of you know home fans, from uh, fans, friends, and uh, the Fairfield community? I think it definitely motivated us more, and we didn't take it lightly at all. I think it was huge that we were playing at home, so that was very exciting for us. But I think also the big factor was we needed that game to continue onward. So that's what really kept us all in the game and focused. And the fact that it was here was just even more supportive for all of us. Single elimination games so tough, right? Because, you know, one mistake here could be the difference, if you will. You talk about turning it on, just focusing forward. You know, what did you have to do to build off of every game to know, okay, got past this hurdle, on to the next one. How did you stay in that zone? I think as a team, it was just sticking together. I think throughout the season, we really all came together. And the more that we could rely on one another, the more success we had on the field. And once you guys got to Marist, didn't have to play Marist, maybe a little sigh of relief there, but got to uh, right the wrong against Monmouth and then beat Canisius for the second time of the season. When the final whistle hit on the championship game, what emotions, right? Total emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tremendous emotion. I think it was awesome. Just such a good team moment, especially having our season. I mean, beating Monmouth in the semifinals was definitely satisfying and proved all our hard work and our adjustments from that game in regular season. Um, But I think the emotion on the MAC championship was just so satisfying. I mean, we grinded that entire game, and I think it just proved all of our hard work throughout the season. It was definitely a great feeling. Now, as we turn to this 2019 season, it was interesting because when you look back at how this program has evolved, it's almost kind of sequential how Fairfield has won a tournament back in 2015. You win in 2018. You guys were not there for that tournament in 15, but you came in as freshmen the next fall after. I'm curious, kind of flashback a little bit to your freshman year. What was that fall season like, knowing that, okay, this program has won a tournament, but now we got to do it again? What was that year like for you guys? I think it was a big year, and 
I think we came in with a similar energy to what we're seeing now. The difference was that we obviously didn't have that experience that everyone else on the team had. So we were hearing about it year after year after year from returners who were still on the field. So I think that only motivated us more to want to get to that point at some point in our careers. And again, to do it again this year would be incredible also. And I think the curious thing is you talk about hearing about it. When you're taken to the field for that first practice in the fall of your freshman year, what was the thing that you took away knowing that, okay, wow, this is not only a difference between high school to college, but this is a team that's winning trophies? Um, I think having experienced it ourselves, I feel a sense of respect. I think we both do, our whole team does, for the girls who had experienced it themselves. So they had that experience under their belt and we hadn't yet. So we admired the same goals that they did and respected them even more because of the work that they put in the year before. And I think we strive to do the same thing. Yeah, so now as the seniors, you're welcoming in a new class. How, you know, what'd you learn from all that? You know, the three years prior, that's now going to help you not only kind of set the tone as the senior class, but also help you lead with these new, you know, 11 new freshmen that are with the program? I think it's important to remember what we valued and saw in our leaders when we were younger as freshmen, sophomore, and even juniors, and think about what that felt like for us looking up to our leaders and try and do the same thing for everyone else. So maybe something that I valued or saw very motivating in a leader, captain on the team when I was younger, I would want to give that to someone else younger on the team now. So Taylor, who exactly did you look up to in that uh, you know, your first couple of years as the captain that might help you now as a leader? Honestly, all my upperclassmen. Obviously, the captains played more of a significant role when I was younger, uh, especially my freshman year because those were the big voices on the team. But everyone that's been older than me on this team, I've looked up to because they've taught me something that I didn't know coming in. And Aaron, kind of the same thing for you. Now, you know, you you well both of you are starters you guys set the tone on the field but you know when you have a lot of youngsters coming in what type of questions are they asking you you know to kind of not only understand the grasp of college women's across but at the same time a team that knows how to get the job done uh, results wise um, I think collectively they're a very like curious and um, intelligent group. They have a lot of experience from their high schools as well, but I think they come in and I think we've created an environment just like we were brought into when we are freshmen where they're comfortable with asking questions and aren't shy when it comes to learning and getting better every day. Um, so they ask any questions from position-wise, like all attackers asking defensive questions, defense asking attack questions. Um, I think they're comfortable in the environment that we've created for them and that they've brought into. Um, so I think they're a very curious group, but learning and getting it better every day. I know we're only you know, time of recording maybe a week and a half away or so from the first game. Do you think the group is uh, ready to go, kind of chomping at the bit a little bit? Let's get the season going. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think we've all just been waiting for it for so long, so everyone's very excited to get out on the field and see what we can do at that first game. That's awesome. Well, it's definitely going to be a good one, and I know you guys played up in uh, Worcester a couple years ago on the opener, and it might have snowed about like four or five inches or so. I think they moved the game up a couple hours. What is it about the sport? It's a spring sport, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Playing in wintertime. But, hey, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, before you guys go, I was curious. Uh, you often see in sports kind of like team superlatives or like, you know, who kind of uh, who has these uh, unofficial awards for everybody. So I'm kind of curious to know a little bit more about uh, the Fairfield women's lacrosse team. So, not to kind of dish anything, but let's uh, let's get right into it. Who's um, and you guys can give different answers. You can talk amongst yourselves and come up with one, whatever works for you. But uh, who's the first in or last out in terms of getting to practice and leaving practice every day? Um, 
I think that's tough. It also depends on who is getting like PT and whatnot, stuff like yeah. that. So we have a lot of people that are constantly in and out. I don't know who yeah. exactly is here every day. It's a good oh. diplomatic yeah. answer. <laughs> so then Multiple on the people. other side is who's the late one and no PT excuse. Who's the one that shows up late every day, every meeting? You know, there's one of them. Nothing. I, I, no, no, we, no. Yeah, everyone's yeah. pretty timely. Okay, yeah. Coach Field will be <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, Coach will be happy about that. The mm-hmm. Earl showing up on time. Um, who's got the hardest shot on the team? You got a pretty hard shot. Hmm. We're, we're going to take that one as a yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a defender, who <laughs> yeah. do you not want to get in front of a shot? Um, could be you again. You were Meg. You were Meg Graham. <laughs> we're, yeah. right, we're gonna have to get a, a radar gun on yeah, you and right? see how that goes one day. Um, who's winning every sprint drill at practice? Hmm. These should be easy questions. I feel. Like. Yeah. Grace probably. Yeah, really Grace. Fast. Yeah, okay. definitely. Grace. Very it, fast. She could run forever. It's mm-hmm. funny because last year when we did a lot of Stag Sports Network digital stuff up in Rafferty in the uh, in the suites, always happened to me during your guys' practice. It was Katie Fitzpatrick every time, winning oh, yeah, every yeah. race. Oh, yeah. So I think we're going to dub her, <laughs> dub that as yeah. the memorial Katie Fitzpatrick. Absolutely I win every sure. race award. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, who's kind of the uh, the locker room clown a little bit? Who's kind of setting the tone? Gordo. Gordo, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah Gordo. Kelly Gordon. What, what is she doing? Making Dancing. everyone laugh, cheering everyone up. Yeah, having Who, fun. Who's the team DJ? Jill. Jill. Jill Winwood. Okay, so is it a good mix this year? Has it not been good? Does she take requests? Oh, yeah, yeah. lots of requests. She put our mix together last year, too, right? Yeah, she put and it on was SoundCloud. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. We loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she'll have something great for us this year, too. Who's the best dancer in the locker room and the worst? Ooh. I think we got to give the dancer to Gordo again. Yeah. Okay. She varies up the moves. <laughs> no, knows how to get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Worst and, dancer? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Just do they kind of just stay in the corner and never yeah. have to go? Okay. Let her do her thing. Smart, smart. And then lastly, game on the line. Who's the most composed on the ball? Who do you want the ball in the hands of? I would trust, I would think, anyone on the field that yeah. we have on the field at that time. Um, I think when it comes down to the moment and knowing that it's very important for all of us, we all kind of lean on each other and trust one another. And again, your coach is going to be very happy when she hears that. <laughs> Ladies, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to chat with us and okay. best of luck on the season. Thank, thank you. you so much. So that's going to do it here for the leadership pod. We appreciate all the folks who came out and talked with us again, make sure to stay tuned and get involved with us on social media at Fairfield Stags at Stags Men's Slacks at Stags Women Slacks. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. It's a terrible follow at JJDude21. Uh, hope to see you soon. Until next time, go Stags. The Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For all information related to Fairfield Lacrosse, log on to FairfieldStags.com. <laughs>